See this? This is my boomstick. Damn, Jim, what the hell's the matter with you? Well, baby, he's so horny. He's so horny. I'm funny how? Are you funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? Don't, don't, don't. I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you? What do you oh, mean, no, funny? No, no, yes. Let's just pray I have the energy to get myself this another beer. This needs an enema. My mom always said... Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You have failed me for the last time. Wrong, sir. Wrong. I was saying balloons. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. All right, all right. Hello, one and all. This is Mao. Um, tuning in for another solo show. I hope, well, I think soon we'll get this figured out that we can do, uh, either I'll do a drop-in segment or I will join the dorks live via satellite. And by satellite, I mean Skype. And by Skype, I mean across the world. So basically, um, the dorks did a show solo without me, and then I'm going up to, uh, I should be going to Seoul this weekend, so that means I will not be around again this year this uh week to do a show with them so basically um i figured i would catch everyone up and let you all know what's been happening in the wonderful world of korea so first and foremost um my thoughts and prayers and heart goes out to uh japan anyone that knows me knows um i have some you know ties to Japan, and I also have a very deep love for you know the culture and the people, and um, I really hope that we can uh, that all of our uh, all the nations pull together and really help out. It's pretty rough over there. Um, I'm being very close. And being very close, I thought I would get a lot of news coverage, um, but bad news bears for me. Uh, Korea and Japan don't really get along, so there's probably more news and um, people uh, looking for um, or trying to generate monies in, in, in America than there is in Korea. I didn't, not one person other than me has mentioned it ever, and that thing. So I'm going to just leave that alone. Uh, look, some countries have history no matter how far back it goes, it's still part of their history, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm leaving that one alone. A lot of people have been following on the blog, or on my blog, um, kimchiagogo.wordpress.com. It hit a pretty rough spell when I first got here. Uh, luckily, um, my good friend Oliver Klozov, who does... Um, who also is a professor at a, at a at a high school with I don't know he teaches big word classes you know he's smarter than me uh, you know he's, he teaches like really really uh, upper level um, you know like biology and biochemistry and blah 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 blah, blah you know he um, he kind of wrote me after he read my one post where I was uh, feeling pretty pretty low because. Uh, uh, the culture shock isn't so bad. Um, I kind of 
Yes, I mean, yes, it hits me here and there a little bit, but for the most part, where I land is where I land, and, you know, I just walk on my own two feet. What kind of hit me was, I think um, I had a much different perspective on, like, you know, how much kids wanted to learn English. Um, they don't. Not in my school, anyway. It's um, it's kind of strange. I, I'm in the middle school, and there's first, second, and third grade. Uh, the first half of the year, I teach first and third. And then the second half, I teach first and second. I'm praying that the second half comes fast. Because I'll tell you straight up, the third grade kids, they're shit. They're so bad. They don't care. They don't want to. They don't want to be in my class. They don't want to like listen. Um, not all of them. I mean, of course, some are good. There's there's some. There's two or three classes that are such emo shithead kids that basically uh, two of the classes I pretty much said you're wasting my time you're wasting my time uh you know i didn't leave my country and the safety of my house and every and you know a job and everything like that tip for this and i basically told them i was not going to be teaching them and they could just sit in homeroom and write one uh, co-teacher said please let me have one more week with them and i said that's fine but if they act like assholes like they did this week it's over and basically, I'm going to kick the two classes out and say, hey, you stupid morons, go be stupid jerk-off morons somewhere else. Um, all the rest of them are good. The third grade. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't, I'm not looking for angels here. <laughs> you know, God, long story short is I've done, I've done worse things than these kids could even dream of. And, um, yeah. So anyway, um... So I was feeling kind of down about that. For some reason, the 30% of bad classes was really bothering me as opposed to the 70% of great classes where, you know, the first grade kids, they they have not innocence, but I guess kind of innocence, but they also kind of, they, um, you know, they like the class. I, I make fun lessons and they can still be have fun. You know, they're not so worried about being cool. If at anything, they're shy. So that I can deal with. You know, the other, the other end of the spectrum, I'm pretty much just. I can't wait for this to be over so I can have good kids. And you know, and of course, there's bad kids in those classes too. It's just not the too cool for school bad kids. You know, but um, I digress. You know, Oliver uh, kind of wrote me a long email and, uh, you know, uh, picked me up when I was down. So thank you very much if he's... I don't think he listens. Nobody actually listens to this show that I know. So yay for that. Um, well, that's not true. People listen to the show, but, you know, I don't think Oliver does. Uh, but I sent him an email saying, you know, thanks. And I look forward to returning home and having a drunken, stupid, watch-bad-movies weekend again soon. A um, couple funny things happened. I had been, um, I hadn't been really going out. I've been, I mean, I've been going out around my area, but I live in a smaller area outside of a big city. So, like, I live in Songgang, and 
that's on the outskirts of uh, Daejeon. Daejeon is like the second biggest city, or maybe third. I think it's second biggest city. It's a big freaking city. For the past couple weeks, I've been wanting to get into Seoul, but through uh, various shenanigans, which will go unreported, um, I didn't get there. So um, this weekend, I am going to Seoul. Uh, so, but last weekend I hadn't gone. I still hadn't gone into the center city of Daejeon, which is just not as big as Seoul, but still a freaking city, you know. So I um, Friday night, um, a bunch of Epic teachers were going out. Oh, okay. Let me rewind a little bit before I go into this story. Um, there's a thing. There's a phrase that they drilled into our heads at the training thing called dynamic Korea. I'm not sure who coined this phrase, but it's an actual phrase saying, oh, dynamic Korea. What dynamic Korea generally means is um, you can be prepared to, to uh, stop on a dime uh, at any moment and have your life turned upside down. Now, what? Uh, so I'm sitting there uh, Monday, this is last week, I'm sitting there Monday ready for class. You know, getting ready for class, like, you know, and uh, my co-teacher comes in with a bunch of papers saying, oh, sign here, sign here, and, she, and she's acting kind of frantic, um, you know, and I was like, well, um, what is this, you know, basically saying, um, the hell am I signing here, you know, this isn't out of the ordinary, I've had this happen before, so she comes, she's like, oh, send this, send this, send this, and this is, um, this is official leave, and I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And she goes, oh, you have to go to a training class. Like, Epic said you have to go to a training class. And that training class started at 2 o'clock that day. And it was for the whole week. Like, and I was like, shit, you know. Um, my classes go first through sixth period. Um, uh, sixth period ends at 3 o'clock. And I have, like, some days I have sixth period, some, pe- some days I don't. But most days I have fifth period. So... Long story short, I'm signing this paper, and I'm also signing that I'm paying them X amount of dollars out of my check for the school lunches and to eat, you know, I, which I don't care, whatever. So I'm like, well, shit, you know. Um, so I sign the um, these papers and 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 uh, and saying I'm going to go to this training class. I don't know where this training class is. I don't know, you know, I know when it is, but I don't know, you know anything about this so at noon on not noon but it was probably it was around noon so noon on monday i was told that i had a week-long training um starting uh two o'clock that day and then three o'clock to six o'clock every other day you know starting now starting starting pack your bags dynamic korea so basically i sign and i say okay well whatever and i and i get and i you know she drives me to this first one uh, luckily, there's a couple uh, epic teachers in the area, so like I say, hey, how do I get home? And they're like, well, we just take this bus. I hadn't gone on any buses either. I've been kind of just like around my area, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, either just trying to get grounded or whatever I was doing. So I I, I say, okay, great, I can now I can get home, so yay for that. Um, that sure is a thing. And the... Um, so I go to this training class, sign up, and basically it's epic training. Now, here's where it gets a little bit hinky uh, as far as I've been teaching for, this is, that would that was like my third week, 
yeah, like, let's just say my third week. Not full week, like, there was the partial week, then the one, so, like, second full week, third week actually in the school. I wasn't really, like, they put, I was put to work right away. I got there and get to work. Here are your classes, good luck. Um, in the process of finding out, of people talking and hearing about other people's situations, I'm pretty sure they're working me kind of like a rented mule. You know what I mean? Like, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, you know, I haven't started teaching yet, or or I have, you know, it, <laughs> it became apparent, like, I was not working hardest, but I was definitely, let's say, in the upper 20% of people getting worked to death. Um, and one of the things that proved this positive was because everyone else was like, oh, yeah, you know, I leave my work at 1 or whatever because I have this thing in the afternoon. My school actually took all my classes and just filled in any empty spot I had. So I got to teach my full workload with a sh within a shorter amount of time, you know, because the cares, the kids care so much. Right. Um, so they would work me till 2.05, then I would sprint down to the bus station and get the fastest bus to this training every day. So I was pissed at, not pissed, well, yeah, pissed. I was kind of like pissed about that, too, because everyone else was like, la-dee-da, I had off since one or whatever, you know, and I just nonchalantly came in for training. So, and then we're, there was one guy that was really good. Um, he taught us a lot, but the first half of the week was like role-playing stuff. Now, leading up to this, it was very customary that every, um, like, basically every, uh, damn it, how can I say this? Like, I had to do a lot of interviews for, you know, I, you know, for Korea and for Japan. I was trying to get to Japan for a while. And every one of these interviews, you had to do, like, a mock lesson. And your mock lesson had to also include people acting like kids. You know, other interview, under, other people interviewing. So I've had my fill of pretending to be a, a kid, and after three weeks of work, I, I don't need that anymore. And the first half of the week was that, like, you'd go in and they'd say, "Okay, make up a mock lesson," and we're gonna be, and I'm like, "Really, really?" At this point, you know, what I need at that point was sit me in a room. Talk to me like I'm a freaking professional and an adult. Let's just talk. I don't need a game. I don't need a role play. I don't need to pretend we're blah, blah, blah. Pretend time is over. You know. And um, about halfway through the week, um, this one lady came in. And she had us, like, putting name tags on our backs and going around and meeting people and writing things on each other's name tags. and stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God, get me out of here. I'm already, like, pissed off because, you know... Uh, I'm getting work like a punch clock and everyone else is on spring break apparently and now I'm like pretending to be a kid and signing shit so whatever the end of the week the training got pretty good where this one dude was just like look we're just gonna talk about good places to go what to do you know and that's what I wanted um I also got to hear most people have apartments like mine which are basically a shoebox but one or two had, like, these really awesome apartments that were big and everything. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, again, it's the whole, um, 
don't ask what people have, otherwise you'll know how little you have kind of thing. <laughs> but um, whatever, I got a I got a heat and I got an air conditioner and an up TV, so who gives a shit? But so as this thing winds down, um, everyone was like going out each night and stuff, and that's the other thing. Like, these are younger kids than me, um, so they're more used to. Like going to bars and stuff like that. I don't really drink during the week. You know, I want to, believe it or not, I actually want to like be coherent for the kids. Why? I'm not sure, but whatever. Um, so I hadn't been going out with anybody, you know, and then finally I find out that they're going out Friday and I was like, you know, where and everything. And they were saying, oh, you can come with us. And I, and, um, the, the couple that live not close to me, but close enough to me, um, they're a couple from the UK and they're they're pretty nice, you know. They they said, "Yeah, we'll go out." And I was like, "That's cool," you know. So we met uh I met a bunch of epic teachers for this um just a Friday night thing. And uh it was <laughs> it was an interesting night. I was finally like, "Oh, this is awesome. I'll get to see um Inner City Dejon, you know. I hadn't been there yet. I wanted to experience the bus ride and the blah 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 getting there and stuff like that." Because once you get there once or twice, well, then it's kind of old hat and you can go there whenever you want. Buses around here are really cheap. It's only a buck, you know, uh, or 1,000 won, which is, you know, it's a buck. So uh, I go, okay, well, I thought we would go right from the training, but then they were like, no, no, we're going to meet at like 9 o'clock. And I was like, well, okay, whatever. Um, I haven't, I don't stay out late anymore, but I, I can. I mean, I'm not afraid to. So... I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, and uh, so then we, after the training class, we went home. Like, I came home and, uh, you know, just changed or whatever and basically walked back up to uh, Latte Mart to meet them. And the first thing was they were on one side of Latte Mart and I was on the other, uh, which was almost like a, uh, you know, a Three Stooges bit. But eventually we found each other. And then we jumped in a cab and split a cab to this to this place where we're like um, Time World. Time World is basically where all the uh, foreigners meet because it's a big giant building and most everything runs there. Like buses go there and from everywhere, you know. And it's just like if you don't have a cell phone, you just meet there and then go wherever. Um, me being the first time there, I kind of just shut my mouth and, um, you know. I just was like kind of along for the ride, although um, you know, I was. Definitely, I mean, I was social, but I was just kind of like, since this is my first trip in the, in, the, in there, I was like, look, I'm just gonna just wherever they say that's where we're going. So uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna go to a music break, and then when I come back, I'll talk about my Friday night out, and then I will talk about my Sunday night out, which was, or not my Sunday day out. So much different. Okay. Uh, enjoy. This is some music by Sojin. Where's the bong? Alex, you forgot smoking lamp.
horrible anger sound you hear uh you heard just now was this program freezing and me losing that segment i just did talking about uh i just came back from music break and i talked till like 40 after and it froze upon saving and boy am i angry so of course instead of getting the funny uh long version you're going to get the abbreviated eight minute version that is neither funny nor informative. I'll try my best, guys. God damn it, that pisses me off. Okay, so, where was I? So we got the taxi cab. Uh, I should, it should be fresh in my mind, I just said it all. Okay, so I got the taxi cab, um, me and the UK couple, and we get to inner city, uh, Dejan. It only cost nine bucks, so it was three bucks each, not, you know, it's like nothing. And we meet um, uh, Vincent, who's a, a guy from Ireland, who's a really cool guy. And, um, oh, God, I can't remember if I talked about the training. Or yeah, I think we did. Okay. Uh, so I assume this is going to be like, since this is my first trip in Dejon, I, I assume this is going to be like a bar crawl where you're, you're hanging out, you're seeing bars, and you're drinking, going to another bar, drinking, going to another bar. Not so much. Um, what happens is we get to this time world. Time world is where all the uh, foreigners meet. Um, 
who don't have cell phones. Everyone just says, oh, meet at Time World at, at 9 o'clock, which is what happened. And uh, basically, Time World is a gigantic like, shopping mall, you know. So we get to Time World, and we meet Vincent and uh, another dude, a dude from America there. And um, and I'm assuming we're going to start, you know, drinking and everything. And I thought wrong. We had to go and get on a subway. So we travel. We got off at Time World, ran over, jumped on the subway, took the subway to some other place. At this place, I don't even know where the hell I am, you know. I'm just following the group. We get out. There's a girl waiting to meet us there. Um, and then we go. And at this point some of the group is like a full-on sprint. Not sprinting, but running, like walking so fast most runners couldn't keep up. And then I'm kind of in the middle, and the girl that we met at the, or the girl that met us at the subway station was like, oh, well, I haven't eaten yet. And it's like 9.30 or whatever. So she's like, so I have to get something to eat. Um, but the front of the group is like at a full-on sprint. I'm not sure why, they just are. So we're, I'm, we're trying to keep up, and we're going and going and going like hell, and, and I'm not really – I'm seeing a lot of stuff, but not – you can't, like, appreciate it, and you're running. You know, you, you are literally running to keep up with people. So I was like, well, this sucks. And I'm in the middle, and the girl in the back, he's saying, I need to get food, and the people in the front are, like, way gone, you know. Finally, someone yells and says, stop running. You know, this girl needs to eat. And there's street vendors everywhere, so – uh, she stopped and got something to eat, you know, just like a, oh, she got like this, uh, a hot dog, and instead of a corn dog, it was wrapped in french fries on a stick, and I thought, my god, if you sold that near, a, like, a stoner convention, you'd be a millionaire, and if you wrapped a pizza around it and deep fried it, you'd be a billionaire, just saying I might start my first stand when I get home, anyway, She's eating, and then at this time, you know, the, uh, the guy at the front is on the phone. Like, I guess he's talking to somebody. Where are you at? Blah, blah, blah. So he's getting directions as we're running, and we're going to this apartment. Now, apparently, a lot of people from Epic were already there. I guess there was like 20-some people already there for this party or for to go out, you know. Um, I'm like, okay, that's something. That's That's a thing. So we go... We go to the, um, we get to this apartment, and oh my god, it is so loud. There's, it's a small apartment, and there's so many people in it, and there's so like, it, you open the door, and it's just like noise and smell, like human stench smell. You know what I mean? Like, it's a sweat box. Nobody's offensive odor, but if you put thirty people in a in a room the size of like your car, it's gonna stink. And we're drinking and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, this is like so loud. I couldn't believe, I kept waiting for a neighbor and or the cops to show up. So, you know, and we just keeps going and going. And I'm like, oh my God, aren't we going to leave? Because it was people's birthdays. I guess it was like two or three people's birthdays they were celebrating. I know for sure it was Vincent's birthday. And then it was, I think a couple others. And this, and they're just doing like, you know, drinking songs and drink and and the, the, the happy birthday, hip hip hooray, and, so, and it's so loud. I'm like, oh my god. So finally, we start going and we go to this place called Watermelon Sugar. 
Now, the draw of this place is that there's a big penis on the ceiling. Or hanging down from the ceiling, or whatever. I don't know. They kept saying it's a gay bar, and I'm like, why are we going to a gay bar? Um, and then they kept saying, oh, it's cheap drinks, cheap drinks. Well, it turns out it wasn't a gay bar. It just, I don't know what, whatever. So, <laughs> I'm just, like I said, I'm just going along. So we get to this bar, and uh, it's a dark little place, and everyone's like, oh, you know. And, we're, and I'm in the corner, like, and we're drinking and drinking, and because a lot of the UK and Ireland guys are there, we're drinking like Guinness and drinking. And the funny thing about bars here is when you go in, their beer is just in coolers on the wall. You just go get it. Like, and on your way out, you just tell them what you bought, I guess. I don't even know. So, um, yeah, you're like you're not buying it. It's just there. It's like you walk in and there's just beer on the wall and you just grab one, you know. So I'm drinking, and it's getting, like, more and more packed. This bar is, like, really, like, like a techno dance club, kind of, or something. I don't know. It it got really full. So, um, yeah, I, uh, it was fun, but then I was like, oof, I, I got to get out of here. It, it got to that point where... It's so full, you can't really move at all, and I was like, I'm uncomfortable. So I went outside, and I was like, I'm just going to get some air. And the last thing I said to the UK couple, I was like, don't leave me here. You know what I mean? I don't know what the hell's going on. So I go downstairs, and I'm out front in the, in the alley because everything is just – everything in a Korea is on an alley. Like, you just walk down and you say, oh, there's there's an alley, there's nine million shops, and that's where things are. So I'm standing there just kind of getting some air, and I see that there's a bar called Woodstock right on this, right beneath this bar. And I was like, hmm, you know, I'm not going to go to Korea and not go into a bar that's called Woodstock, right? So I pop my head in, and I... um. And it's like this empty little bar. And I was like, that's really weird. I mean, there was nobody there. So I go and I got a beer off out of the cool out of the cooler on the wall. And not it's not like a hillbilly cooler. I mean it's like the glass doors. You slide open the door and there's like beer everywhere. And you get one. So I sit down and I'm like, holy shit. As I'm sitting down, the bartender comes out and there's a wall of vinyl records there. And turntables. And there was a Bob, like there was a Bob Dylan record being played. Like this bartender, she was playing a Bob Dylan record, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Now, for those of you who know me, yes, I do have a large vinyl collection, and vinyl in America isn't that big of a deal. Vinyl in Korea, I don't even know where that came from. Like. Nobody knows what vinyl is here, vinyl records. There's not, like, you know, thrift stores that sell vinyl records. And these are, like, American, you know, Beatles and Zeppelin and Dylan and all that kind of shit. Rolling Stones. I'm floored. I can't believe it. And it's just me sitting here in this empty bar, drinking a beer, you know, listening to, like, music and... and, and and I'm like, hey, would you, you know, can, would you play something if I asked you to play? And this bartender's like, yeah, sure. So she, she's like, 
you know, she I said play play a, a, a Beatles album, you know, or, or you know a song from the Beatles. And she said, which one? I was like, ah, who cares? Rubber Soul or Revolver, whatever, you know, doesn't matter, just something. Who cares? And then as she's playing, and we're just kind of bullshitting, and then it hits me that she's speaking English. Now, up until this point, um, my Korean life has been a series of gestures and mimicking and confusion because they have no clue what I'm saying until I figure out a way of pretending to act like the thing I'm trying to do or get. Um, you know. They're cordial about it. It's not like, you know, they don't hate me because I don't know it, but it's kind of amazing because they, they it's, it's really something. So, <laughs> um, and we're talking about music and just bullshit, and I was like, have you lived in America? Or, you know, what's... And she says no, and I'm like, well, what the hell? And and I'm like, what what you know, what's going on? <laughs> and she, so she's like, no, um, I'm an English teacher in Korea. She's a Korean English teacher. She just happens to be you know works at a bar on the weekends or whatever. And I was like, wow, it was such a surreal moment because that was the coolest bar I've been in probably ever. And for me to find it in Korea by total shit happenstance is the odds are, are, are unbelievable. And now this was just I, I it was almost like it's kind of like what I needed to feel good about like life. You know what I mean? You, it all kind of came together, and things that were familiar kind of came together that made me realize that, you know, things are good. Everything is good, you know? You're sitting here. I'm away from the techno noise. I'm away from the, the crazy crowd. I'm in my own element where I'm quietly sitting. We want to talk, we talk. We don't, we don't. Listening to records. Drinking beer. It was like, oh, my God. You know? And this is an, she's an older lady. And it was just very cool. Well, it hits me somewhere along the line that, oh, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm here with a group. So I say, okay, I'm going to grab a beer, but I'm gonna, i got to run up and tell everyone where I am. I hadn't realized how much time passed, you know, because they were all gone. Now, they might have left ten minutes after I walked out. I don't know. I don't think I was away from the group that long, but they left. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. And uh, so whatever. And in the meantime, I pick up uh, as, I, as I, I leave that place and I come down and then some guy f like follows me into uh, Woodstock. And it was just some Irish dude, you know, and uh, he was kind of he was kind of annoying, but whatever. I mean, it was it didn't ruin the the, the, the night or anything like that, but he was just kind of a pain in the ass. So I had finished my beer and then I rolled out. Um, but yeah, you know, it was. Um, it was really, it was really fun and really uh, cool. So <clears throat> I say goodbye and thank, thank her for, you know, uh, for uh, playing some good music and uh, bullshitting with a dumbass for a while. And I leave and I go outside and I realize it's 3 a.m. and 3 a.m. in Daejeon is full on like nine or ten o'clock city. I mean, 
I'm drunk. I'm walking around, and it's literally like, oh my god, these there's people everywhere. Stores are open. Street vendors are whipping food around like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, it's full on crazy. And um, which <clears throat> I guess that's the norm here because what I've heard a lot of people say is when you go to Seoul. Um, the trains stop running at some time, 11 or 12, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the train would stop running around at, like, 11 to go back to Daejeon from Seoul. So what they do is people just go up there, and they just drink till 5 a.m. Because at 5 a.m., the next train starts. So they get hammered all night, then they just get on the train and go home. I won't be doing that, but that's what some people do. I'm more of the, I'll get, an apart, I'll get a hotel for the night, throw the 20 bucks, and have a good night's sleep type of fellow. But, anyway, it's 3 a.m., you know, and um, I go out and I, I'm like, holy shit, you know, it's really late or really early in the morning and um, and, then, and there's just people everywhere. It's just still insanity. And uh, and I was like, so, okay, so I grab something from a street vendor, just grab something to eat because I'm starving kind of. And I go up to this, like, this main central area that I remember us walking at. And there is just taxis, one after the other, just like boom, boom, boom. There's r lines of taxis, and people are just getting in and getting out, getting in, getting out. It's like the flow doesn't stop, and they're just – and like I just got into a taxi, told the dude, you know, uh, Techno Valley, which is, which is close enough to here. It turned out that he knew enough um, broken English, and I knew enough bad uh, Korean that he took me real close to the house. You know, it was 14 bucks, but – at 3 a.m., that's the best 14 bucks you're going to spend. Um, and it was just crazy, you know. It was so wild and fun. It was um, it was a good night out, you know. Uh, I'm, uh, I was, I, overall, I was really happy with the experience, you know, to get to see uh, Dejan, get to spend a little bit of time with these kids. Now, again, there's an age gap. Um, I'm older um, than most of them, well, than all of them. So, you know, uh, but it's fun every now and then. I, I'd like to go once or twice, go out with them once or twice more just to uh, check everything out. I'd like to see, I'd like to see that bar one more time before I go. Uh, it was um, it was what I needed, you know. It was just a really good, quiet uh, night with some good vinyl records, and that's all, that's all I really need to feel good. So, all right, I've blathered on enough about my Friday night drinking. Uh, we're going to go to another uh, song by Sojin, and then when I um, come back, I will talk to you about my Sunday adventure. All right, don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts.
just ate the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. All right, and I'm back for the final segment. The um, okay, so we went over my Friday night and then Sunday. Um, I was gonna just walk around and do some shopping or whatever, but uh, I thought, why not go? Um, as I'm walking towards this this shopping s- store I've been to a million times, I'm like, oh, a bus only costs a dollar. Why don't I just go back into Dijon? You know, so just to check out some of these places. So I sit, I'm sitting in this in this um this bus terminal, uh, not a terminal, you know, a bus stop, and the uh, there's the 301 is like the bus that takes you everywhere, and but there's other buses that run, and I thought I remembered somebody saying, oh yeah, you can take the 704. Well, anyway, the 301 is approaching us, and um. The 301 is approaching, and the buses do this weird thing where they slow down, and if they don't think you're getting on, they just drive away. And I was like, son of a bitch. And then I was like, then the 704 was there. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just take the 704. I thought I remembered people saying that. So that, that goes there, too. So I'm driving on this bus, and it's getting more and more, like, remote and more and more remote, and I'm, like, realizing eventually I'm the only one on this bus and this bus just pulls into, like, the maintenance lobby. Like, or, you know, like, where buses go to get, like, cleaned and fixed. And it's just me sitting there. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I'm in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, I'm trying to explain to this guy, Dejan, Dejan, Dejan. You know, you, you say things 20 times, they don't get it the first time, you know. And then finally I said, you know, station. Like, I think he understood that, like, you know, the, the subway station. Because I knew if I got to the subway station, I could at least probably get to civilization. So he goes, ah, go to bus one. Because there's blue buses and there's red buses. Now, I've seen bus two in Dijon all the time, where I live all the time. So I go over there, and I'm just standing by these buses. And then eventually some guy comes out. His shift was, or his break was over, and he got in the bus. And I was like, are you driving away? And he, he just pointed at the thing, and I put a dollar in. So I'm sitting on this bus. At this point, I'm not freaking out because I know I can just get a taxi at some point if I have to, but I don't want to. And and every stop, like, I've never seen these bus numbers. You know, it's like 20, 21, uh, 10, you know, stuff like that. And you're like, holy shit. Um, wh- where's a bus I know? Where's 301 or 2? Bus 2, you know, main red bus. And then finally, like, 30 minutes into this drive, I see, like, the first stop that has, like, bus 2 on it. I was like, oh, my God. So finally, I'm starting to see, like, a lot of buildings. It's, like, in this, it's in the city part. So I just got off the bus where everyone else did. Not, like, everyone. Of course, there's still people there. But, like, when 40% of the bus got off, I just got off there, you know. And I'm like, screw it. I'll figure something out from here. So I'm walking around and walking around, and I, I look up, and you know I'm going in and out of these alleys, and I'm going in and out of these things because an alley here is just crazy packed, you know. Um. So finally, I was like, "Holy shit!" I walk and I look up and I see a a store that I remember from the night we went out, 
like I had just aimlessly wandered until I found this major store and I looked down and there, sure as shit there's that main drag where the girl needed to get some food and I was like oh my god how, what are the odds of finding this so um, so I explore and check it out and take pictures and stuff like that long story short is I got insanely lost I stayed on a bus until it parked in the maintenance garage and then f figured out a way out of it and got into Dejon. from there you know, I went, I, I, I looked around, saw some stuff, um, and then got a, uh, then just got back on the, I got on the two, uh, the number two bus, which took, which, the funny thing about that is, if you get on, if you get on it going one way, it won't take you home. If you get on it going the other way, it will. So I got on the side of the street that I thought was right, and I, and when I got on, I said, you know, Techno Valley, uh, Song, Song Gang, and the guy pointed on the other side of the street. Well, when I got on to the other side, the bus stopped, and I said, Techno Valley. Uh, he didn't really say anything. He just pointed at the money box. So I put my money in, and this whole ride, at first I think it's going good. Then it starts talking about going to Xinjiang, which is, for the, which is where you get on for the train. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I go into panic mode. Then all of a sudden, he the, the bus turns on this major highway, and we're hauling ass. And I'm like, okay, I think this is right. And then, then I see one thing I recognize. I was like, oh my god, thank god. So I left the apartment, figuring I would take a, like a 20 minute walk to Latte Mart. I got on a bus, got lost, got re-lost, found myself, thought I was lost, then got home. Um, yeah, buses are fickle things. I've never sat, well, not never. It's rare when you get to sit on a bus in Korea because you give the seats to elderly women. And elderly women in Korea, are they do this funny, quick, darty shuffle thing. That's the only way I can describe it. But, yeah. So even if you do get to sit for a couple minutes, you're getting up soon because... There will be a very old Korean woman doing a, her darty shuffle quick thing, and you get up and she darts into the seat. So then you stand um, packed because the uh, apparently the uh, capacity for a Korean city bus is infinity or infinity plus one. I'm not sure one or the other. Um, also, the last on that number two on the way home. Some woman's umbrella was friendly with my crotch way too much. Um, eventually, I asked the umbrella out on a date, but it was in a committed relationship, so we had to um, break up. No, but seriously, this this lady's like umbrella was digging into my crotch, and at one point, I'm like, oh my god, get this thing, and I, I, I kind of like pulled it and pushed her bag away from me, because I'm like, really? But whatever. You know, old Korean darty shuffly thing, then gone. So it was a good time. Other than that, that's all I have to report for now. I hope I did get a cell phone finally. Um, the drunken gym teacher had a friend who owned a shop and he signed me on, so I got a smartphone and yay for that.
So, other than that, that's all I have from uh, Korea. I know every time I do this show, I say, and next time, blah, 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 with the thing and the dorks. And, right. Uh, either way, you will either keep getting these, or you'll get a drop-in segment, or one day it will actually happen. So, okay. And that's all I have for tonight. Uh, this is Mal signing out and saying uh, I miss y'all and I hope you're listening. Okay, talk to you later. No Land of the Lost theme because I couldn't find it online, so roar.